Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Five touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. December 28th, 2023. Just two more shows left for KRC in 2023 before we turn those calendars over to 2024. We appreciate you listening today, all year, during the holiday season, however long you've been tuned in. We appreciate it. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and it's Thursday, so we got Corey Price in studio. Roush and myself not in studio uh, but still glad that Corey's taking the time to do trivia. And I'm not sure, so sure I've ever seen the producer room more lively than it is right now. Scoots and Corey having a great time in the producer room. Scoots, what's going on in there? A lot of yeah, laughing. Yeah, lot, lots of lots of laughing for sure. Corey was asking me about the telephone, and he was like, do y'all ever use that? And I was like, oh, we one of our local shows takes calls. One of them I have to call out. And I was like, we never really use it on KRC unless Coach Cal's calling. And Corey says, don't hold your breath. So I had to tell him the story about how that time the coach Cal called. There you go, Corey. It did happen one time. And we had intern Jacob running the board. Which, Corey can't hear you, so whenever you're done with me, just let me know and I'll let Corey slide in this spot. Nope, no way to get two, two headphones working over there? Not with the way that we're set up, no. Okay, all right. Uh yeah, well, no, no biggie. Roush, how are you? How was your travels down to Jacksonville? Everybody's complaining about uh, nine, ten-hour car rides. It was a lot more than that. Um, it was all day. You know, it's it's the holidays. You expect it. Um, yeah, if, if you, you you made it sound like you heard a fart. I'm in the hotel lobby next to, look at this Christmas tree. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Um, but we did make it in right around midnight. Had uh the Louisville Cardinals and Paul Rogers accompanying us on our uh, final leg made it go by a lot faster. A lot of cops out too. I'll, I'll complain more about that because the time that I could go fast, I was like, I was a little paranoid. Can't get a speeding ticket, right? Did, did you get a speeding ticket? No, but I did have the moment where I'm in a rural area of I 10, last leg of the drive. And so, you know, not a lot of people. Not finally no traffic, so I'm, I'm moving and I see a car in the median and I slow down, get over. I'm like, okay, please don't come out, please don't come out. Didn't pull out, but then 
maybe a minute later, I see the lights come flying up behind me, and I'm like, oh, no. What's what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but they weren't coming after me. So I was thankful. Hashtag too blessed to stress. Um, but, yeah, it was it was just, you know, it's a long day in the car. Got in, uh, wrote the morning post, slept for a couple hours, and uh, ready to rock, ready to roll. Well, good, good. Glad you made it safely. Glad you didn't get any tickets or fines along the way. And, yeah, now you're just uh, about 29 hours away from the kickoff yeah. of the Gator Bowl. Who's it sponsored by? Tax Slayer. we got to slay some taxes. Tax Slayer, Gator Bowl, that's right. The accountants are going to come storm the winning team and just check their – Check their paperwork after the game. Just make sure all their taxes are up to snuff. Um, but that's fun. We're close to that. We're going to talk about that on today's show. We'll talk about the bowl games yesterday. Yesterday was really the first day that I kind of dived in and had football on for the for the majority of the day. Uh, so that was good. L loss. That, that just a embarrassing finish to the season for the Cardinals. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Scooch, let me just ask how your Wednesday was. Just do some morning pleasantries before we switch on over to Corey Price. Uh, it was okay. I, I did watch a big chunk of that Louisville game. Also watched a what was it? What was the name of that movie? Sound of Freedom. Some Something Freedom. About It was about like child trafficking. It was a really sad movie. Oh, sounds sounds really uplifting. Yeah, no, it was not uplifting at all. It was, but it was it was very um I learned a lot, I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah, that was the movie that I think uh like Democrats tried to get blocked from their release or tried to make up like uh it was a very controversial film and mm-hmm. whether or not it would even be released. And then they there was rumors that people in the film were actually like part of the operation, but it was a cover up and a lot a lot of a lot of drama around the movie. I'd never seen it, Scoots. Do you recommend? I do recommend. Yeah, it, it's very, very good. You it you don't realize how big of a problem that this is around the world. Until you watch this movie. I mean, some people may have an idea of how bad it is, but this movie really puts it into perspective. Like, whoa, we've got some major issues here. A uh, good uplifting movie around the holidays, Ralph. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I'm sure that, uh, gosh, it's really, you couldn't just watch, like, I don't know, The Grinch or something? Well, Gil had the remote last night. He He was picking what was on, so. I, I, I recommended a movie. Yes, I recommended a movie yesterday. Sounds like you didn't even bring it up to Gil. What was it? No, well, I probably go back and listen to the podcast. I guess. <laughs> Does Roush remember? Uh, no, no, not at all. I'm... Man, what's the point of even doing radio with you jokers if you're not even going to remember all the hilarious, great things I say? It was Chef with John Favreau. Oh, that's Favreau. right. Yeah. Uh, which I, have, I was talking yeah. to a buddy yesterday who had seen that movie, and they were like, "Have you noticed that any movie that that he writes, he always gives himself the hottest wives possible?" That's what Sandler like, does. Sandler's like, "We're going to shoot all of our movies in Hawaii, and I'm going to get all of the really attractive women, like the, um, the hottest love interest possible." Yeah. It's just like that's totally, you know, they're 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 average looking guys. That's a totally normal thing for an average-looking guy who's a, a cook to just have the hottest woman fawning over him. Uh, he's actually divorced in the movie, and his ex-wife, who's just a smoke show, wants him back. Because um, uh, so, that's real normal. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's super rich, too. Like, absolutely yeah. filthy rich. And she wants this overweight, kind of given-up-on-life chef to come back home and, and, well, be, and be romantic. Well, while we're discussing um, Hollywood myths, I was having this movies. I was having this conversation with Peak yesterday, one of our many, and 
like uh, you know, we we usually have a mindless sort of sitcom that we just are playing on loop at the time. You know, it kind of rotates from show to show. And the one that we're on now is How I Met Your Mother, which fine show. I know you haven't watched it, TJ, but you know it's got some good gags. It's a nice, easy watch. But the mellow—they're just so melodramatic. And the part that always—I know it's got to be for TV. The part that I just never get about Hollywood. The wedding day nerves and like, oh, am I going to go through with it? Are they going to stand me up at the aisle? Is anybody going to object to this wedding? Nobody, like Ted gets left at the altar. There's another, there's like multiple times where there's wedding day drama. I don't know about you, TJ. I don't know anybody that's got left by the altar, but I know a lot of people that have gotten divorced. So like, if this was a real life scenario, they would have just gotten married and then got divorced like six months later. That's more normal than breaking off engagements. It's true. I mean, you you are right about that. I don't know anybody that has had like wedding day or day of or day before drama, but I I know several called off engagements like late into the game. A different story, obviously, than what you're talking about. But like, I do, I do know, yeah, yeah. I do know, like probably a month out, maybe a called engagement. Okay, and then I know a few more that are a little bit longer than that. So say I could probably name one or two where they were engaged and then they weren't. But you're right; um, you don't get like the wedding day. It's just too expensive at that point. Bad yeah. financial investment uh, to, to I mean, and, and that point, a lot of the times the marriage certificates are even signed. So it's like we are fish. Like we're gonna have to go through the old rigmarole anyway. So let's just go through with the party. Well, and also, it's the party part. Like you're excited to have the party. You know, yeah. weddings are yeah. fun. Scoots knows yeah, all about them. He 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 plans them. He he's the uh, hostess with the mostest, and then he's with all the bridesmaids right after. Oh, yeah. You know me well. Come on. Come, all right, come on. Uh, Scooch, switch on over the headset to Corey. We got to see what's up with uh, our favorite trivia. Trivia portion of Kentucky Roll Call here. I did enjoy it, TJ. You are, um, you are a savant for it. I enjoyed some of those questions yesterday. So don't, no, don't, I need, Anytime you need more of them, I've got them all locked in. If you were going to say anytime you need to give me more praise, just – Go ahead and give it to me. Just yes. Help. Yeah. You definitely That's... could use more of that. Corey Price, how are you? I'm doing good. I've been enjoying listening to everything you'll have uh, said so far. He hasn't been able to listen to us, Roush, because he, yes. he hasn't <laughs> had any headsets on. Joke, yep. uh, yeah, tell Scoots <laughs> to get a little bit more in the frame. I just want to make sure I can see him. You can say it on mic. Yeah, yeah just come on. Up. No, we'll Scoots, just, just, just we'll sit so we can see yeah. you. Yeah. No, 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 not on top of. Boy, I wish this was on camera. <laughs> I, wish, I wish you all listening could see this. Scoots like started like trying to straddle Corey's back. <laughs> also, I do need like all the pictures that we share. Scoots just looks like the tiniest human ever. We need to get some like um, Scoots riding like a, a rabbit, you know, like riding small animals, which that no. was a, a fun surprise when we showed up to the hotel and there were like five cats in the parking lot. We need to we need to get our kids and like let Scoots do a picture like like hit you and he gets to be you and me and then the kids can be him so he can kind of be the big guy for a picture you know maybe he can like lift up Duke like we did that one picture at Churchill yeah, Downs yeah. that one time that's a cla- that's a classic one Corey Price how is your Christmas how has this week been this is always a weird week for people I know that you've done a little work if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong about that yeah. but how's this week been how was your Christmas how are you 
Doing right. Uh, Christmas was good. Uh, I went to my sister's house. Uh, you know, it was the usual, you know, gift exchange, uh, good good dinner, all that good family fun stuff. Uh, went back to work Tuesday. Um, actually, as soon as I get off work today, I'm going down to uh, Jacksonville. So I'll be seeing Nick uh, down there. Yeah. Oh, you, fl- you. you fly in or you drive? Uh, driving. It's going to be a long, 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 long night. Yep. Oh, man. Do you have yeah. any road trip company or are you making yes. it a solo drive? I know I'm, I'm going with, with, with a friend. So we're, we're okay. splitting the uh, driving half. So that, that helps for sure. Good. And you're, and you're driving at night, correct? Yeah. 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 So that, that'll help Much too. Smarter. Yeah. 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 Um, Atlanta. Not a big fan of that place, but we are a big fan of Corey Price trivia. Um, can I guess the category? Is it, is it, is it bowl themed trivia? Uh, you would be correct. Yeah, yeah. You have the wow. first question. Wow, perhaps right one for one. That yeah. was actually the first question, Roush, and you you yeah. nailed it. What <laughs> will the, the trivia question, questions yeah. be about today? Uh, Corey Price, let me ask you this trivia question. Oh, boy. Did you listen to KRC yesterday? You can say no if you didn't. Uh, that is a negative, sir. Okay, get out of our studio okay. immediately. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, no, this no. was a trivia question. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> out of the four major sports, hockey – Baseball, football, and basketball, when those games start, how many players are on the field, both teams combined? Combined when all, the games start. All 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 four sports? Yes. Uh, you can you can think out loud. Football twenty two, baseball eighteen, forty, basketball ten, fifty, hockey twelve, sixty two. Mm. Yes. So you got you got tripped up on baseball because you don't have all eighteen people out there at the same time at the start of the game. Oh wow. Yeah, that's duh. That's you're right. You're right. He hasn't had his coffee yet. What would what would be the baseball number then? So it'd be uh ten. So it'd be it would be uh minus a fifty four. You got it, nailed it. TJ, you're just getting more and more confirmation. That that's real like you're you're going to be doing this for a while just to prove that you were right, and your <laughs> your cousin or your brother-in-law that was wrong. Uh, it was it was my my one of my favorite uncles actually. Um, but it was funny. We met up with some of the cousins last night for the Louisville game a little bit just to hang out and see some people. And I was telling the story about on radio about how like yeah it was funny at like the trivia is such a big controversy, but on radio our producer was just like well you got ten on baseball just right off the jump. And my brother he like walked in when I was telling the story. And he was like, oh, no, TJ, you're not still bringing up trivia, are you? (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I'll be looking for affirmation all holiday season, Roush, and probably well into 2024, as a matter of fact. So thank you for that. Thank you for that, Corey. Uh, We got bold trivia presented by Corey Price. If you want to sponsor Trivia Thursday, help put some money in Corey's pocket. We'd all love that as well. Um, Corey, what do you got for us? All right. And which city did Kentucky play in their first ever bowl game? Oh, uh, Corey. I think I, I know, know this answer. It's an old question. I know, TJ. I'm sorry. I, no, no, no. And I know it's not that it's an old question. It's just that it makes me mad that I know the name of the game, but I'm not sure which terrible city it was in. It's I'm in about, a terrible city. I will give you that. I, I'm, I'm going to just – I don't know the city, but, Roush, I think it's the Great Lakes Bowl because that one – I, that, that was just a goofy one that always stands out as one of the late ones for me. So what would be a Great Lakes city? I mean, I Detroit. I think it's Cleveland. I think it's Cleveland. And that, mis- okay, let's go Cleveland. Mistake by the lake, yeah. I, I think. And, it's and I'm not 100% sure that that is even the right bowl, but right, I, I feel but better I think, about that guess than 
Just, and that's you know, 1947, like so like I would think that that'd be first. So yeah, let's go. Let's go, Cleveland. Cleveland's right. Let's go. Yeah. Way to go. It was, that was awesome. It was the one. It was the one and only Great Lakes Bowl in 1947 against Villanova. So Villanova. So there the you go. <laughs> did the Caps win? Uh, I, uh, yes, yes, they did. I think it was 24-14. Um, I need that Great Lakes Bowl trophy like I need air to breathe yep. right now. Should we bring that out at the Gator Bowl? If we ever play Villanova in basketball, that bad boy needs to be front and center. Do we do we still have it? Like, That's uh, a boy. Tony Neely. It's yeah. probably yeah. in his bedroom. Probably. It's On a centerpiece his for his nightstand. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Corey, what's next? Uh, so Dabo Swinney has won two national titles with, with Clemson. Can you name the three head coaches that have at least one claimed national title in their career? that Kentucky defeated in a bowl game. Uh, Oklahoma in that Sugar Bowl, right? Yep. They claim that? They, they, they claimed one. So, um, but do you know, the head, was you know the head coach of that Oklahoma team? No, I don't know who it is. Um, I know Bobby Bowden's one of them. Was that 50 um, or 51? Oh, I always forget if it was the 50 season and the game was in 51 or if it was, the 51, the, se- or if it was the 51 season and the game was in 52. Oh, gosh. Corey, can you answer that for us? Was it the 51 season? Uh, it was the 50 season sugar. and the 51 okay. Sugar Bowl. Boom. There we go. Okay. Um, I don't know who the coach of that Oklahoma team would be, but I'm guessing it's a famous name. Yeah, and then Joe Paterno is the other one. Or, no, wait. They didn't beat Joe Paterno. Um, who else? Could it, it would have been a team they beat with Bear, I think. Right? They won the Orange Bowl. It, uh, who did they beat? it is a Bear Bryant coach team that beat this other team. Head coach yeah, that won it. It wasn't TCU in the Cotton Bowl, and I forget who they beat in the Orange Bowl. This is gonna, this is really gonna frustrate me. But Corey, go ahead and spoil it for so us. So Bobby Bowden's right. We beat mm-hmm. Florida State in 2007 Music City Bowl. Uh, Bud Wilkinson was the yeah. Oklahoma head coach that we beat yeah. in the 1951 Sugar Bowl. Should have known that one, TJ. And yeah, Nick, you, you were right. It was the head coach of TCU in the 1952 Cotton Bowl, Dutch Meyer. Oh, um, who could forget the famous Dutch rubber? <laughs> Meyer, Dutch Meyer. The oh, Dutch, oh, sorry. the old Dutch oven. Old Dutch oven. Good time. What do we have next, Corey? Uh, this will be Kentucky's third appearance in the Gator Bowl in the last eight seasons. Can you name the only other bowl that Kentucky has appeared in at least three times in a span of eight seasons or less? Got to be Music City Bowl, no? Yeah. Gotta be. You had you had two Ooh. against Clemson, Florida State, and then you played Syracuse in like 2000. So that's what I'm going with, Corey. Yes, they went to the Big City Bowl three times in four years. 06, 07, and 09. Oh, so. well, so oh. I, I, I looked in the Syracuse one, but there was actually two Clemsons in the Florida State. So, yeah. I, I forgot that they went. They did go back-to-back. I, I forgot about that part. Yep. Folks, it's the year 2023, and we found a way for Scoots to be able to connect where we can hear him. Scoots, how do you sound? Yeah, take yourself off mute, though. Okay, he left. He just left he the left. meeting. He left the meeting. Poor, okay. poor All right, never mind. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. Scoots, you just got to unmute yourself. Everything should be good, buddy. Yep, but um, Scoots uh, can't figure it out. Seems like he's oh, yeah. hitting the, the camera button instead of the mute button. I mean, how? He doesn't know what a microphone looks like. He's a radio <laughs> just... guy. Or he might just not have 
a microphone on his old headphones, and that's probably what the case is. No, he's on his phone, and his phone should work just like a computer works, just like anything else works. Now it's frozen on his stupid face like that. Now he's logged out and logged back in. So now, now I've got, we have two, I've, I've we have got two, six. We have two scooters. Sixteen going on. scooters on the screen. <laughs> oh, it's echoing. No, it sounds terrible. <laughs> Scoots galore over here. I had about- to give my phone microphone permission. Oh well, thanks, Scoots. Thanks for contributing. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Moving on. This will be the fourth time that Kentucky will face Clemson in a bowl game. Can you name the other two schools that Kentucky has played more than once in a bowl game? Um, Let's see here. Other two schools Kentucky's played more than once. Um, Don't think it's Syracuse. Man, and I had all of these memorized there for a while, Mr. Sports Talker. So this is a little frustrating that it's not immediately coming to mind. The uh, other teams? Yes, they there are two other times. teams that played more than once in a bowl game. All right, let's think about this. Uh, Wisconsin, they played. No, wait. I always thought they played Wisconsin in back-to-back years, but that's not the case. I'll give you a hint. One of these teams they played in the same calendar year. Obviously, two, two different I- seasons, but same calendar Iowa. year. Yep. Iowa. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. That just happened. So yeah. I was one Sometimes of those are the top ones. Yeah, um, do I, I, I got a feeling that it's Pitt randomly because they played him in that Birmingham Bowl, and then that might have been uh, like a Hall of Fame game or like a '70s bowl game that I that I'm not remembering well. But oh man, Virginia Coffee. Tech's another good one, and I can't think of another time UK played them. But like you know, bowls have oftentimes been geographic. Uh, like West Virginia, I don't think would be a terrible guess. Uh, Clemson, he already mentioned that that's one of the teams, so it can't be them. Why am I... It wouldn't be this. Georgia Tech because they were in the SEC. Well, I don't know when they left the SEC, so that may have been. I don't know. Uh, if you want to go Pittsburgh, that's fine with me. I think we're on the kind of the same page of, of teams, and I don't know if you want to pull a rabbit out of your hat and go Wisconsin. We can we can do that as well. Whatever whatever you're feeling, I, I don't know, so I would be guessing all. This let's time. let's give um, let's take a swing at Pitt because I don't ooh. think there was. I can think of this team that they played at least once, Penn State. Do they play him again? I know they've played him in regular season. Like, that was the big win in 76. But we I just don't... do a team from Pennsylvania and cover our pit in Penn. You say pit, I'll say Penn State. One, two, two three. three. Penn, Penn State. State. Good housekeeping. Uh, it is uh, Penn State. Oh, good job. The 1999 <laughs> Outback Bowl and the 2019 Citrus Bowl. Oh, my gosh. And that, that, how did we? I, what, I wasn't even thinking about the Citrus Bowl. I'm so dumb. Okay, I was out that Outback Bowl. That was the one I was thinking of. I, I forgot know. about the 10 the win season. I forgot Benny. about both 10 win seasons in the last five years. Like, what? Coffee, work, do your job. Scoots, you would have nailed that one. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Uh, there has been only one exact score that Kentucky has both won a bowl game and lost a bowl game. Mm. Can you name that score? One. Yep. Oh, okay. And TJ, this is uh, this is the most recent year. Um, it was twenty-one nothing. They lost to Iowa, and then twenty-one nothing. They beat North Carolina in the Peach Bowl. Nick Fulton Rouse. Stadium. Yeah, in Fuego. That. Good job. That's right. Good job, Roushy. Yeah. yeah, we're doing well as a team. Um, <clears throat> Better than we normally do, that's for sure. Keep them coming, Corey. Can you name the only two bowl games in which Kentucky scored more than 28 points? The Lynn Bowden game was more than 28 points. I tell you that one right off the jump. We actually uh, were 
Peak's a big YouTube guy because he is the YouTube guy. So that was part of our content on the way down was watching some YouTube videos. We were watching uh, the Belk Bowl. You know, fast forwarding through some scenes, watching Len Bowden do his thing. And you're right, that was a 30. And then they, they put up they put up some points in one of those Music City Bowls that Corey was talking about, like those three out of four years one. They won thirty five to twenty eight, and, and I that think was that was four state. Yeah, Clemson they beat twenty eight to twenty. I remember that one. Um, so the most recent Lynn Bowden game, and then the Florida State Music City Bowl, which was what like oh eight oh seven oh seven, right? Because that was the that was the Andre. Wood. No, was that Clemson? No, it was it was Clemson Florida State. The Florida State one was a win. So and that was the Andre Woods. That was like the fun 07 team was the Florida State. And that's when Correct. Florida State had like 56 people drop out. Correct. Yeah. So And then 06 was the Clemson one. And then yes. like 08 was the CJ Spiller Clemson loss. Okay, there we go. We nailed it, Corey. You you, you got it, guys. 2007 Music City Bowl, 35 points. And 2019 Belk Bowl, 37 points. Kind of crazy that like, you know, when you have a wide receiver playing quarterback, it's one of the most amount of points you've ever put up in a bowl game. Amazing. And you need and you needed all of them coming down to the last one with what like seven seconds left, whatever it was. And seventeen, I think. Yeah. yeah. And that guy punched a guy prior prior to the game. <laughs> he did. He nice. really did. Should have never oh, even yeah. been out there. But happy that they they didn't uh, take him off the field Just, for that. If you if you want to uh, feel the exhilaration of a uh, like, I'm sure Beth Moens had a fun Belk Bowl intro planned, and then she had to just throw it out the window, and it's an intense start to that game when she's just like and then this happened and then this go back and watch the full game broadcast just the first 10 seconds very funny to narrate the Lynn Bowden throwing haymakers at Virginia Tech shout out for the Hokies for covering yesterday they did the Hokey Pokey yeah I got in on them when Tulane tied it up did you see the weather in that game did it you all watch that at all I did not no it was like pouring rain to the point that like even the wife looked up and she's like that looks like one of the most miserable football games Uh, ever are they at least somewhere warm I was like, well, it's the military bowl. I was like, well, they're not in Jacksonville because Jacksonville play, you know, they're hosting UK soon. They're not in San Diego because they're hosting a game there tonight. So I was trying to think of like military outposts. I was like, they may be in Baltimore or yeah. DC. And I was like, and if it's pouring rain in one of those two cities, it would be the most miserable weather imaginable. Yeah, they're just right outside DC. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after Tulane tied it up, Virginia Tech just blitzed them. Yeah, uh, in, in a terrible way. It was Virginia Tech's first bowl win in like seven or eight years. And that's that was the motivation factor that you kind of felt going in. Um, so like enough, was, enough was enough with the Bulls? Yeah, like you, the Virginia Tech was they, – they were due. It had been a while. That's a proud program. They were to come out hungry. Um, and that's why I'm kind of glad Kentucky's not playing them. Kyron Jones, pretty good. And it's not very inspiring. It would have been a rematch of the Mayo Bowl. So happy to be in Jacksonville to slay some taxes against Clemson. Corey, uh, do you got any more questions for us? I, I do. Uh, do we have to take a break or? We, we're going to try. We're going to try to finish this. Out. Yeah, we're going to try yeah. to finish out the trivia and then we'll take our break. Right. Uh, can you name the only bowl game that Kentucky had more than 500 yards of total offense? Yeah, I, I would just guess the Florida. No, actually, it's probably Clemson. I can't uh i mean i can guess i don't know if it's the right guess so i guess i can guess Corey. um you know that outback bowl was a little bit of that was an offense that put up a bunch of points but they didn't for that game nope um yeah i mean a safe guess would be that florida state game since you put up 35 points and that was one of the better offenses that uk had had the yeah. Clemson game you put up 28 points i they woodson had at least 300 yards passing in that game so 
do you think Rafael Little and Co. got up to 200 yards rushing? I'd probably say yes, and I think that's where he's trying to trick us. Okay, so, yeah. let's let's go think, Clemson. Let's yeah. go Clemson. That first Clemson Music City Bowl. It was actually the 2007. Damn it, Ralph! Five hundred and and one yards. I thought he was trying to trick us, Corey. I think you would do the one with the more points. Well, Corey is. uh, It turns out he's not a trickster. He's a genuine, good-natured human. He wasn't trying to trick us. I regret saying I'll take 07 and Roush will take 06, aka the old cover in our basis. Can you name the only two UK players to have at least 100 receiving yards in a bowl game? One deal. That's one. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe somebody in that outback. Well, uh, maybe somebody in 07. Keenan Burton? Was he healthy for that game? Good <laughs> that, that, that was the ultimate. Like, that's the that's what you play that year. Um, I'd go. I'm, I'm not letting you talk me out of this one, bucko. Okay, well, where, where are you going? I'm go. I'm just gonna go Keenan Burton, I've, and he may have not even played. So, I'm fine with that. We'll go Keenan Burton. It was Stevie got loose in that same in, in that same game. <laughs> Stevie Johnson. Yep, he had the one, other one. He had 124 yards. Wandell had 170 yards. Crazy. Yeah, Wandell, pretty pretty good at the football, as mm-hmm. uh, as we like to say. He was decent. Can you name the three bowl games that Kentucky won after trailing their opponent by at least 10 points? I'll I'll give you a hint. Two are from this century. One is not from this century. Sorry, TJ. (laughs) (laughs) You could forget. Well, we know it's not North Carolina because uh, they won 21-0. I would say... Were they down 10 in that... Belk Bowl or were they up ten? They were down ten. All right, so that yeah. Belk Bowl against Virginia Tech. That's yep. one um, of the three. Yep. I want to say that the I know they were down at least seven, but I don't know if they were down ten against Iowa. Did they get down ten against NC State? Well, they were down ten against Iowa, but they didn't win. Uh, did they get down ten against NC State? No, uh, that was a kind of a buffer zone game where NC State kept getting within one score, and then UK would go score. Um, yeah, I, ooh, the Liberty, the Liberty Bowl against yeah. East Carolina. That that's it because they did the touchdown out of the halftime locker room, and then bada boom, bada bam. That I mean, they had two of the three. They they had a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown in that game. That, that game was so ugly. <laughs> of course, they won. They had a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. So which uh, which game from like the fifties or the sixties could UK came back in? I would guess. Wisconsin in the Hall of Fame game because they they kick a field goal to win it um, in 84 or 85. I forget what year it is, but they had to kick a field goal to win it. So I'm guessing that it was kind of a comeback affair. So that that's that's my guess. All righty. Sounds good to me. Roush got it. The 1984 Hall of Fame Bowl against Wisconsin. Woo! They were down 13 nothing and won 20 to 19. Wow. How embarrassing for Wisconsin. Yep. Suck it, Badgers. Yeah, what's the, what's it. his name? Bucky? They think he's so good. He's not that good of a mascot. Bucky the Badger. They get mad if you say Bucky the Badger. It's just Bucky Badger, but he'll always be Bucky the Badger. It's like UCF will always be the Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can you name the three UK players to score a fourth-quarter game-winning touchdown in a bowl game? Wondell Robinson? Yep. Um, No, no. Chris Rodriguez scored it. Um, Yeah, that's that's right. He broke the tackle. Yeah. 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 
was Benny's. That might have even been third quarter when he scored that. So I don't know if that counts. Um, uh, Josh Ali, Belk Bowl. That's two uh, of the three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We needed to get that one. That was, everybody remembers Lynn, but nice route run by Josh there. And he brought it in. Yeah. Um, and then, was the 35 28, did Kentucky hold on there? Or did they score late? I thought Kentucky was up most of that game. But then again, I could be wrong. I think you're right. Uh, I'm just trying to do a little thinking out loud here because I can't remember if Benny's touchdown was in the fourth quarter or not. <laughs> That's mostly because Penn State scored a little there late to make it closer than anyone wanted. But I think I thought that touchdown might have even happened before they got to the fourth quarter. You may, yeah, I think you're maybe right about that. And then Penn State like got within three, and UK just had to hold on. But uh, it, let's just go with an answer. Well, we'll just go with Benny then. <clears throat> All right, Benny. It was Josh. Ventro Jenkins with a fumble return in the 2009 Liberty Bowl. And yeah, of course, we meant, we meant, Josh we Ali and, and C Rod were the other two. I was thinking like pa- catches for go ahead touchdowns. Um, but yeah, but okay, fair enough. Ventrell Jenkins. Can you name the only three UK players to win two bowl games as a starting quarterback? Andre Woodson. That's one. Won two bowl games as a starting quarterback. Babe Perilli. That's two. Only um, one more. Who? It's not Steven Johnson. He didn't win any. Um, it's not Lynn Bowden. He only won one. It's not Terry starting. Wilson. He only won one. Yeah. Will Levis didn't start, and they didn't win. He only right. won one. Um, did they? Did they win two in the seventies with Derek Ramsey? I thought they just won one. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be somebody like. And they went to back-to-back Hall of Fame games with Bill Ransdell, but I thought that they lost one of those games. Yeah, I've got no clue. So. Um, I guess we we guess Ransdell or uh, Ramsey's the better guess because I they might have they might have played in one and then suspended for one of the other years where they won they went eleven and zero or whatever it is. So let's guess Derek Ramsey. Yeah, it actually was Terry Wilson, the twenty nineteen Citrus Bowl and the twenty twenty one Gator Bowl against North Carolina State. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Well, because that was the weird thing where, like, Terry quit the team and wasn't going to play, and then he came back mm-hmm. and did play, and, you know, yeah, weird. Okay, well, fair enough. We, mm-hmm. we You got us. We got we got God on that one. Terry had a very pedestrian game in that Gator Bowl. Uh, easy to forget that one. But the Cats did win, and that was most important. Uh, Corey, do we have one or two more? Uh, two more. Okay. Let's rip through them. We need to go to a break. Can you name the last UK player to start at quarterback in a bowl game in consecutive seasons? Uh, is it Andre? Well, it's not about well, winning, though. Steven Johnson. What, Georgia Tech? And what was the other one? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, heavens. Yeah. Lost my marbles there. Northwestern. Yeah. Yep. It uh, was, good, yeah. Good call. It yeah. was Steven Johnson. Let's go, Roush. Last well, one started, but did not let's, finish that game. Let's finish strong here. Can you name the three instances in which UK won a bowl game in at least two consecutive seasons? Well, uh, Stoops won four in a row up until last year. So that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the three. Are those two of the? Are those two of the three? Well, that's that's one. It, it, 
it's one one stretch one streak and Uh, then i've got a t-shirt that i still wear i could go put it on for you boys it says three in a row and that was the like oh seven oh eight oh nine run so there's two yep that's two and then the other one is uh like the 50 yeah she did orange bowl and cotton bowl in back-to-back years i want to say it's 53 and 54 close it was 1950 and 1951 oh the the sugar and the cotton or whatever it was yeah uh all right well we that was probably the best all-around collective tournament we've ever done and roush i think you you take uh your cap off for that that was on you Thank you, thank you. I, I would like to I uh, had a Slumdog Millionaire moment there with the twenty one nothing score. Yeah, where, that's uh, impressive. Back in the day, fraternities would bet skins on big games like a raw hide of an animal. They would bet the fraternity from the other school. So in my Kappa Sig house, they had Kentucky twenty one, UNC nothing, where it was like they bet the North Carolina chapter on the Peach Bowl. So you know, little, little 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 cheat code there, but we're not we're not apologizing for correct answers. No, it's no. about time we we had a good trivia show in, and no yeah. better time than to end twenty twenty three. That's that's the momentum we'll take into twenty twenty four for trivia. Artificial momentum that's for right. bowl season, nothing I'll, like it. I love it, Corey. Anything else? You excited for Jacksonville? I'm not excited for uh, the drive, but I'm excited for uh, the, the game. Sure. You think? Well, you, do you feel good about it? Yeah, uh, I I think Clemson's got. Uh, a bunch of guys out. Uh, we've got a bunch of guys that have decided to play. So yeah, I'm 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 feeling pretty good. Oh, I, lo- I love when Corey's confident. I love when Corey does trivia. Corey, have a safe travel to Jacksonville. Have a happy Kentucky Blue Year. How about that? Yeah, and yeah. then we'll talk to you next Thursday, hopefully. Yep, sounds good. All man. right, See Corey Price. He's the man. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. I'm sure you already are at Corey P zero eight. We need to take our first break. Justin and Corey exchange pleasantries. And we will be right back after this. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Corey Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Let's play a game. All right. On the count of three. Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good Good housekeeping. housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John John Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Into Corey Price for joining us for some trivia. Nick Roush joining us from Jacksonville, Florida, from the lobby of his hotel room. So, Whittle Adam Walker can sweep in a little bit. Uh, is Peak in your all's room, too? Is it all three? It's just Peak. Uh, Walker's staying with his uh, in-laws, who uh, live down here. Oh, so. that's cool. you couldn't get a spare room at the in-laws? Uh, no, uh, Oklahoma's finest took that one. Um, oh, so. that, that, uh, of course he would. Yeah, Not ever yeah. thinking about Rash. Unbelievable. No, no, yeah. The, they got a whole, they got a whole crew down here. So hopefully we're able to get out and enjoy a little Jacksonville. It is going to be precarious because it's like, it's kind of a quick turnaround with things happening here. You got a noon game. So they're having, if you're down here, 
uh, for the game. The stadium is in downtown, but we're staying out by Jack's Beaches, which is like 30-minute drive. Uh, and that's where they're having the pep rally tonight at the Jack's Beach Seawalk Pavilion. So there'll be a good amount of Kentucky fans there. That's at 615, and there's places to go to nearby. So we'll probably be there, but turn in a little early. Tomorrow night, hopefully, Kentucky gets a big win, and then we can wrap up our work right around the time that Kentucky starts playing Illinois State. So that, that's the goal. Might take a little bit longer because celebration, the confetti, you know, it, it takes a while to pull the confetti off you. So might might miss a little bit of the first half. But uh, that's that's the wishful thinking plan uh, going forward. Well, and you've got to fight that Jacksonville Beach traffic too. Don't forget about that. Good grief. I can't believe y'all are staying out there. That place is wild. Get them, Scoots. Get them. Technically, I'm in like Mayport. So Okay. Local, you know. Yeah. Is so so tomorrow would be the big Roush partying day. Yeah, and even then it's partying before going out and driving thirteen hours on Saturday. So I don't <laughs> Yeah, you've done a hangover drive or two in your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming back from Charleston and leaving at like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., whatever it was, after bachelor partying it till late. That 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 was a rough one. Uh, but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be fun at all. Uh, going to Thornton's is fun. Text it into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Those are things that are mm-hmm. enjoyable. Great place 80- to fuel up before your big road trip. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'll save money when you download that Refreshing Rewards Thornton's app. Just search for it on wherever you download your apps, and then, boom, every time you're at the pump or you're going inside and you're buying an 89-cent, 32-ounce soda, fresh fruit, one of their delicious breakfasts or lunch sandwiches, uh, they may ask you for your number. You punch it in, you're going to save money. You will guaranteed to be saving money at the pump if you download that app and punch in your number maybe five cents, maybe 10 cents, whatever it is. And then if you send your text into the show, we do our best to try to read them. And the grab-and-go texters, the people that wake up early with us, we always like to read those texts as well, especially during a holiday week, Roush. Some of these people may not even be working. I wonder, uh, what, the, I wonder what the breakdown is on that. Yeah, I would imagine if you're not working, you're probably sleeping in and listening to a podcast. That would but, be my guess, too. Yeah, but, yeah. We're still happy to have our grab-and-go texters, yeah. This is from John and Lake Forest. Need some advice. I'm in the championship game of my fantasy league, and I'm a three-point favorite going in. Should I start Baker Mayfield or Matt Stafford? Also, I felt so bad for DeVille last night. The refs have done them dirty the last three games. Anywho, wish your boy happy birthday. Well, happy birthday, John and Lake Forest. Wow, birthday coming in on a big fantasy championship weekend. Living in Lake Forest, I can only imagine the cash prizes that your league plays with. So it's probably huge money we're talking about here. And he's between Baker Mayfield and Matt Stafford. So Baker's real hot. They're playing the Saints in a game that will it'll decide the NFC South, I'd imagine, at this point. The Rams have the Giants, who are terrible. So I tend to just go with the player that I think is going to win is my typical strategy because they're more likely to score more points. So I would I would probably take the Rams against the Giants. Because the Rams, too, they, they have the playoff on the line as well. Like, that's a must-win game um, against a bad Giants team. So I would, I, would, I would think you'd go with Matt Stafford, even though Baker has been super hot during this four-game win streak. John, can you pick up Jordan Love 
he, he's probably going to put up like 23. I don't know if Green Bay is going to win or lose in Minnesota, but it will come down late in the late to the final possession. But can you pick up Jordan Love? I think he's going to be good for like 23 or 24 points. Look at the over-unders and see if you can get a quarterback with a high over-under total. Not talking projected points. I'm talking about the game number. Green Bay, Minnesota is 47. Uh, the Rams, they are – I just had it. Uh, all right, the Bucks, they're 42 and a half. So I'd try to go Jordan Love over Baker Mayfield. And then the Rams are 44 and a half. So even with that, you can look at like the Rams total, the Bucks total. Think what Vegas, just start who Vegas thinks is going to score some points. And they think that the Packers game is going to have more points than the other ones. And Jordan Love's been, even with the turnovers, he's been consistently a good fantasy scorer, you know, in that like 20 plus point range. So John, look at him before those other two, in my opinion, or even did Sam Howell get benched uh, by chance? I know he was horrible the other game. Yeah, he got benched. That over under is 50. Whoever's starting for Washington is going to get plenty of points for garbage. Which uh, shout out to C-Rod. We um, never got to that from the busy NFL weekend. Dude, that was Um, awesome. That was a hell of a uh, Christmas Eve. He scored two touchdowns first. Kentucky Wildcats scored two touchdowns in an NFL game on the ground since Artus Penner did for the Lions back in 03. Shout out to Corey for that stat. Did you um, all see the, the uh, guy who had the $5 touchdown score parlay? Had Chris Rodriguez in it? Didn't know that Chris was in that, but that was a big... Uh, 489000 Jeez. So, wow. What's the fascination to- with going... like The engagement on those tweets is through the roof. People love those tweets. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, I uh, we I didn't get to this yesterday while you all were kind of talking about this, but I, I had a buddy who did a Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, twelve pick touchdown score parlay, five dollars to win twenty thousand, and it he got ten out of the first twelve. It came down to Rasheed Rice and Jalen Hurts, and Rice didn't didn't get in, and he couldn't like okay, you yeah. can't cash out. On, yep. a, on a parlay like that and you couldn't even like emotionally hedge maybe on another book somewhere you could have gotten like will they score a touchdown yes or no prop mm-hmm. where he could have just gone super heavy with the no for both those people but you imagine a five dollar bet being two touchdowns away from winning twenty thousand dollars the answer is yes because those things almost never hit <laughs> Yeah, but he got 10 out of 12 legs. Like, you're watching those two games being like – and two play. I mean, Jalen – did Jalen Hurts score? I don't know if he ended up getting in for the Eagles or not. So, maybe – Yeah, I'm pretty sure he well, – Maybe it wouldn't end up mattering or not. But, uh, gosh, like, it was – it was like you all mentioned yesterday, though, like the whole group message was just, like, very actively and emotionally rooting for him to win. Those are fun moments with friends. Yeah, but um, the parlays are hard to hit for a reason. Um, it'd be cool if Florida had gambling. But I think they, 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 they're advertising for something, hard rock bet. It's the only thing you can bet on in Florida. Don't really want to put money in there, though. Like, when am I going to be back? Is it actually legit? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you'll, with work, you know you'll probably be back in the fall. Yeah, Cats got to go to Gainesville. True. True that. They do. They do. They're going to win again. Another grab-and-go texture says, Scoots, why does Roush sound like he's whispering into a pillow? He's in a lobby, and uh, he's, he was just trying to be quiet early on. Well, it like- yeah, and his, his mic volume was really low, but we changed it. Sounds better now. Yeah. we got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, always is a little awkward doing the whole lobby dance. Like, 
hey, uh, do you have a meeting room? And the answer is always yes, but no. Like, uh, we got one, but you can't use it. You can go right over there. Uh, like, I'm sure you tried this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, yeah. this isn't on you. But, like, the, could they not just give you, like, a closet? Like, I need just somewhere where I'm going to be a little bit away from people, but it, I don't need a big setup. I just need Ooh, We could, but I worry about power uh, usage and stuff like that. So, you know what? It's fine. We're just going to little ambiance. Ooh, sounds like Roush didn't even ask for the special closet. Uh, is there a pirate in here? Arr, Steve, the pirate. Little always sunny reference to end hour one. Hour number two coming up next. We got a few more grab and go textures, but Roush needs to update us on practice. Cutter Bully. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we got a life at Louisville too. And we will. We'll talk about the Holiday Bowl last night. This is KRC and the Big X. One more hour coming up next. Living on love, buying on time. Over? You say over? I heard no family. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. And welcome back in Kentucky Roll Call. On this Thursday, December 28th, Skater Ding is back here with you. Not sure where TJ and Nick are. Should be joining here shortly, I think. There's TJ. Hey, we're back. You're muted, TJ. Muted. Oh, there we go. Go ahead. <laughs> we were all muted. Roush, it's it's eight o'clock. You gotta get back up to the room. Tell Pete to wake up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the kids are gonna be screaming in the lobby. I mean, it's, where are you staying, Roush? Uh, Holiday Inn Express. Just had oh. a sudden roll. Talked to a Virginia Tech fan. Nice. All the kids. Yeah. I've been all month trying to like get my garbage guys and be able to hand them a little holiday card. And finally, like the timing worked out where I see them run out to the road to give it to them. They just drove off. So they no holiday. No holiday cheer for the sports is, talkers. Like the wife is listening to me in the car and she was leaving as I was like trying to track them down. She saw the whole thing. Like they just, there's no way they could have not saw me. Like I was in the middle of the road, like waving money. Like, they just kept going and they just kept driving away. Uh, I felt like an idiot. I mean, not totally unusual just from a normal feeling, but uh, gosh, I, all month I was trying to, and here they are. Scoots, that's why I was running just a little behind because I was quite literally running in the middle of the street. Still thought I could make it in time, but uh, thanks for getting us back on the air. Of course. Wasn't prepared. We missed you that, we missed you that first hour. Man. We have got to communicate better with Corey in the future. I was That was 40 minutes of just stress. What was so stressful about you could you could have just totally interacted like normal on your phone? No, I know, but not free, you're freaking out, but not being in control of the computer and the board because you're all's like so your all's volume is just a little bit different. So I like if I'm in here, I have to adjust your volume just a little bit when you all talk, but I couldn't do that with Corey. So yeah, it was it was stressful. I, I shouldn't have let it stress me out, but I did. People all, are gonna they're gonna keep listening, Scoots. They are for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it wasn't stressful to the point that I think we're going to lose listeners. It was just, yeah, I don't know. I, when, when I'm not in control, there's just something happens to me that my body just freaks out. A grab-and-go texter, they like being in control of the Thornton sex line. He says, rookie move driving through Atlanta, Roush. Got to take I-26 through South Carolina to 95. Drop off a hat at South Georgia Wildcat on the way. Yeah, I got in a wreck the last time I was on that road. I've driven it three times this year. I'm good on I-26. It can suck it. And also um, reports from that road, it was it was a nightmare as well. I-26, it's a wild, it's a wild ride. Yeah, in the state of South Carolina, they don't put any of their tax money into their roads, so they're garbage. Uh, kind of like the Palmetto State is. Boom, wow. Wilson. Shots fired at South Carolina. A texter with – oh, it's Sack. Sack, this is a long one. But we'll give you a long one because, first off, he's on law school, whichever one of you all said that. It was definitely not me. Why would I ever make up something like that? Secondly, he he sent it a gra- he he texted me and says listening to KRC takes no days off. So we'll read this long one. Good morning, KRC crew. First of all, if I do not attend law school. Not sure where Roush ever saw me in a suit. But anyways, it seems like the 2024 basketball recruiting class is the opposite of the 23 class. Last year we went out and got our stars, and then we just needed to fill gaps with bodies. Granted, we waiting till July to do that. But next year, we have our role players. Boogie is an all-around guard. Billy is your two-way wing. Somto is a big body down low. Perry is a shooter. JQ can be a star, but he'll also be the youngest player in college basketball. really think Cal needs to land VJ or Peterson because I don't want to look for our star in the portal. Long ways until we have to worry about that, though. So roll call. Go Cats. And let's hope for the Cats continuing dominating the entire ACC this Friday. Woo! I can only imagine that's the woo that Sack was including there in that long text. Rash, do you want to take a stab at it? I've got a take on that text. Isn't VJ Edgecombe, like, I feel like I've only heard, even though it's quote-unquote a long shot, I don't know. I don't know how people have phrased it. Kyle deleted like three tweets yesterday talking about VJ Edgecombe, which I didn't really understand. But Ooh, whoa, the, the old Rick Bozich? He was like, let me try this again. Uh, Kentucky has a good shot to land a good player or something like that. So I don't know what he was saying that people were roasting him about. But essentially, it sounds like they're going to get him. Kyle made up a lot of ground late, and they're going to get him over Duke. So I, while I somewhat agree with that sentiment and – you worry about lack of star power. I, I worry more so about just like a bunch of bigs. Like where are the guards there? Is he relying on some of those guys to be back? Is he going to be relying on Travis Perry to be a big scorer? That that's that's more of where my head's at, right? Is the guard play. The guard play's been great this year. Next year he's holding up with a lot of bigs, a lot of forwards. I'm more worried about that if especially if they don't end up getting VJ Edgecombe. But it does look like they're getting a, a lot of late buzz and I'm I'm to the point where I'll be surprised if he doesn't pick UK. Well, don't jinxy cat it. I agree. I think that's pretty much what I was kind of trying to express yesterday. Sack is that like I really like this class. I like the you know I like the pieces that UK is putting together. Like I don't want to poo-poo a Billy Richmond commitment. I don't want to be that guy doing that. But the reason it's working this year, Roush, is because like next year DJ Wagner is going to be an NBA guard, like you know playing in the NBA. Uh, Justin Edwards, he's struggling right now, but he's going to be a first round draft pick. You can take that to the bank 
that's going to happen. Like Bradshaw, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. It's not only did we like these commits coming in and we liked their style and the fit for UK basketball, the NBA liked them too. They still like them. They currently like them. They'll continue to like them until they're able to get their hands on them at the end of this college season. Like Jaden, Jaden Quaintance, he's an NBA dude for sure. Somto, I don't know. I, I think so, but we'll see. Like Boogie, to me, and I don't if I'm wrong, somebody save this and make fun of me to Bolivia about it. He looks like he could be like a good college point guard, Roush, for like multiple years. And I, I just, I don't know. I I think that's not the recipe. But then again, you do need people that are going to hang around for a few years. But I don't know if you want that to be like the star of the show, your lead, your most important position, your point guard position, being somebody who's going to be like a good college basketball player for a few years. I, haven't we decided that that's not the way to operate this thing? Don't you want NBA talent running the show? Re regardless, like Sack is right. There's a ton of time. I like Travis Perry. I'll view him the same way I, I – probably a lesser degree of you Reed going into this season. I thought Reed was going to be good and he was going to be somebody that was going to have to be on the floor. I did not think he was going to be this good along with pretty much everybody else. Maybe there was a few people out there that thought he was going to be a superstar, but Travis Perry, my expectations will be like, he's not going to be a star. He'll probably play a little bit. Uh, and then Billy Richmond, he's kind of a do it all utility kind of guy. Sack. What one thing that I don't think you brought up that I would, it's not so much like the NBA talent or maybe it is. I think that's worth debating. I just like, is that going to be a good enough shooting group along uh, across the board? Yep. Uh, and I, I think the answer is no, not with how it stands right now. If you got BJ Edgecombe, I think the talent level would be enough. He's a really important recruit. It's pretty much a head to head showdown between you and Duke. Baylor's on his final three as well. But if you can get him, then I think, all right, you've got the NBA talent. And then we will still discuss and debate shooting because he doesn't really necessarily check that box, although he he is like a top five NBA draft pick type player. And then Sack also mentioned Darren Peterson, which I know very little. You just have to listen to somebody else on that recruitment. I don't know much about it at all. He's a 2025 guy that everybody thinks is going to reclassify, and he's supposed to be like a surefire next thing in the conversation for a number one pick. He, he reminds me of like the next wing that's going to underachieve because he has great <laughs> traits, right? <laughs> maybe not cool with any bad, maybe not just, you know, but like he just has the build of an underachieving four slash three. I think he's, I think he's more talented than those guys. Uh, but you know, you never know. Right. You, you never know. Um, and, I will say, um, shout out Travis Perry. He had 28 points yesterday to earn himself a date with the D sales Colts. So when Damon King and co come to the holiday classic at Lexington Catholic, I just, I just hope people are ready to drink some tears from the future Wildcat tonight because they're going down. The Lions are going down. That's tonight? Yeah, 7.30. At the uh, sales? No, at, at LexCat. They have that. Oh, yeah. It used yeah. to be the fifth third, and now it's like White Greer and Maggard or something. But um, Gabe Weiss, the Washington County kid in 26, he's playing at 6, and then Perry's playing at 7.30. So if you're, if you're in Central Kentucky, you can get back-to-back -back studs from the state playing. And uh, DeSales, they've got a kid going to Liberty. And Damon King, I don't know why he hasn't been recruited at all. Um, but he's he's good. So I'm just waving cool. at the people behind you that are checking you out, Rush. I think, I think one kid did try to wave like yeah. in the background. Yeah, yeah, just saying what's up to him. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, good good basketball rec recruiting recap there. Yeah, the I was talking to a coach of CSAA, Roush, which is the Catholic grade school league in Louisville for people outside of the city. It's a huge deal. 
Um, but no, Roush and I used to star back in those leagues way back in the day. I'm using the term star lightly. Roush probably actually did. But supposedly the A-teams, they will play like three leagues at the same time. Did you know that? Yeah, because you only play eight CSAA games. So um, we started doing it at sales. It's like a Saturday morning league. They started that. I mean, I used to work it. I would ref it when I was in high school. Um, I don't know what the other one they also do is. But, yeah, CSAA only has like eight regular season games for postseason. So you'd have to play more. I mean, my eighth grade year, we did – we might have done the sales league. And then just our Wednesday night practice was just a scrimmage against another team every week just to get more games. We did um, scrimmages all the time in eighth grade. Right. But we were just – we were the one league. And, yeah, you're right. You only had one game a week, but you treated that bad boy like it was everything. And then mm-hmm. – um, yeah, that was crazy. That's the a other, lot. That's a lot. The other for like one out at uh, Wagner? Are they, are they, is that the other league they're doing, Trevor's old league? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's a good right. one, too. I played in that. Like, you, you're a kid. You can play three times a week. And I, you'd almost rather do that than practice all the time. Practice is boring. Practice is boring, but you also don't want to get burnt out on it either as as a kid that age. And like having – because as a kid, you want to w- win every league that you're in. Like you take it all yeah. super seriously and competitive. Where like back when I was playing, it was just CSAA. Well, and we, we, I won, I think, in sixth grade. But. The thing – like I, I wouldn't mind it because it's three games on three different days of the week instead of playing three games in one day like I did in AU tournaments. And that, that actually did get taxing. Doing that like weekend after weekend, playing six games in a week. But, that's that's a good point. Words, yeah. He was also telling me that like CSAA A League is just like we wouldn't even recognize it. He's like, there are there are multiple teams that just have front lines of like three six footers that are, you know, eleven or twelve years old or however old eighth graders are nowadays, thirteen or whatever. But uh I was like bunch of bunch of Nick Roushes out there. I was I, yeah, imagine one of you was a handful. Imagine three of you goobers out we, there. We uh, that's why we were good. We had two other kids that were six foot on our team. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, we were <laughs> big. We were, we were very long. Hilariously Fresh. large yeah. team. Uh we're a bunch of eighth graders yeah. at that age. But yeah, all right. Anyways, there's your CSAA basketball update scoots you're asking all about. Let's um thanks. Let's maybe get a brief bowl update. Um yesterday. Like you said, we saw Cutter Bowley spinning it. The Brian Robinson tweets were already out there, and we knew about Harley Gilmore, but Lucky was at practice, got a tally of the six freshmen that practiced this week. It's really only like three or four practices. But more importantly, they get a feel for the game day operation. They get a here's why you want to go to a bowl game. Like I, I feel like that's an important sort of culture thing. Um, also good to just have your future quarterback with the team early, right, and getting that work in, even if it is just seven-on-sevens. Uh, Lucky was saying that Gilmore was getting a lot of runs with, like, the twos, um, which I think that's important as well. Um, but uh, Drew Phillips spoke with the media yesterday. He's playing in the game, even though he is declaring for the draft. Same thing with Ray Davis. They're both going to be in the senior bowl. So that's a nice uh, – that'll be a nice opportunity you know, I, I I don't know what where Ray will ultimately fall in the draft, but that's a good way to make sure you're getting drafted is by showing up to the Senior Bowl. Uh, but it, it's it's one of those things that like now that my brain is fully in this game, like I don't, I still don't have the like I, I feel good about Kentucky for like all of the basic reasons, but it's really hard to get into the advanced way of thinking of like, oh, this is how the game's going to unfold. Kentucky's going to have the upper hand here because. You know, kind of like what we saw with Louisville last night. Like, 
USC's backups are still pretty darn good, and I think that's going to be the case for Clemson's defense. I think they're still going to have some guys that secondary isn't going to be that, – that's really where I think they're going to be most vulnerable is because they even have, like, some of their second guys out in the secondary. So is Devin Leary – do we get good Devin Leary or do we get that bad Devin Leary? If we get a good Devin Leary, then he could carve him up. But if it's bad Leary, like, I, I, who knows? <laughs> is it as simple as just being able to throw the ball over their defensive line? Because we've seen Devin Leary in rhythms, you know. We've seen him like when he's been in a groove where he's making throws. And I, I, I is the offense playing to the tempo that the fans like? I feel like we've seen glimpses where it's kind of like, hey, this offense is rocking and rolling. And then Roush, there's been a few times where it's been rocking and rolling, and then it gets to the red zone and it kind of slows down a little bit or uh, things change. But against U of L, which is UK's most recent game. They got creative when they needed to punch it in. They found ways to to score and capitalize, and they put up 38 points against against U of L, who had one of the better defenses in that embarrassing ACC conference. Which, guess what? That's where Clemson's from. So hopefully, that offensive momentum that we thought this offense may just be totally dead against South Carolina one week later, Roush, they look pretty darn good against U of L. Keep that momentum going. And you're right. So much of it just comes down to is Leary making the necessary throws, hitting his receivers. We know these receivers can make big plays. We also know that they can make big drops. Um, but so much of this game seems like what can you get going in the passing game? We know at minimum Ray is going to get some some big runs. He'll move the chains here or there. UK, I think, is going to be able to run the ball a little bit, probably not be able to like do it nonstop. But what do you get out of the passing game? That will likely determine whether right. this is a win or loss for UK. Even though they're without their uh, starting middle linebacker, whose name escapes me right now, they're going to be stout in the run, and it's going to be kind of boom or bust with Ray and and uh, Ramon Jefferson and Co. We're going to be eating some no games. I mean, they're pretty inefficient, but they're explosive. So, how efficient can you be in the passing game? And that that efficient and explosive—that's kind of what they were against Louisville. Who turns out they've just got a bad secondary, TJ. Um, which I I do want to spend a little bit of time here because the thing that I love most about watching Louisville fans um, is that they're all idiots, especially when it comes to football. Like they're they, just, they they're, don't watch any no, football outside of they're, their they're own team, and they do the same so, in basketball. They're so stupid. Like I mean, to the <laughs> it is it is just baffling how dumb like, they gave up forty two points and they're blaming their quarterback. Right. And like, I know USC's defense is garbage and Louisville should have scored more. And Jack Palmer is pedestrian. But like, if Pierce Clarkson was good, he would have played a long time ago. Do you really think the Doe Man or Evan Conley are the answer? Those guys couldn't play for Satterfield over Malik Cunningham's pedestrian outs. Like, they, they, their quarterback has limitations. But like, that's not why you lost the game. It's because you can't cover. And the only reason why you were good in the ACC is because you created havoc against bad offensive lines. They were fourth in the ACC in sacks and attackers for loss. They got zero pressure on a third-string quarterback last night, Miller Moses or whatever the hell his name was. Zero sacks. He had all the time in the world, and he threw for six touchdowns. He carved him up. Um, the fact, too, that, like, they were doing all this, like, ACC, we're good, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you all don't watch any other football because it's clearly garbage. I mean, USC was, what, the seventh-best team in the Pac-12? Like, that's that's what they did to you. And they were pretty backups. much – yeah, but exclusively their backups. Um, I mean, Miller Moses threw six touchdowns on you all. And not that U of L didn't have some departures. And secondly, Roush may have gone a little too far insulting your all's intelligence. I, 
I, I know we've got some Louisville fan listeners, yeah. and, and and we love you all. But there is some truth to the fact that like your all's media, some of the people that formulate like the U of L fan uh, opinions, it's just people that aren't watching sports outside of their own team. Because Rash, there's no other like. I, I do mean this genuinely. There's just, and that's not to say that like an ACC team can't beat an SEC team. It's happened multiple times this season. It could happen tomorrow with Kentucky against Clemson. But like, it's just a different level in other conferences, and especially the SEC. But even in some other conference, like USC speed just had to be like jaw dropping to U of L, and this was their backups. But this is a program, Roush, that recruits on a national level and for the most part kind of gets the guys that they want. UK doesn't necessarily recruit on like a national level. It's more regional. But when it comes to their recruiting pool, they get the guys that they want within their pool. And do they get everybody they want in the same conversation as a USC? No, but they're ahead of the pecking order in this thing than U of L is. And U of L just can't seem to understand that. I think they believe that just like faith, hope, and Jeff Brom is enough to win the day. Well, it's like, no, you need you need better players. And, and that's this was because, a good first season for you, yeah. but you don't have good enough players. And and it it did that because they were in a mediocre league. Like they could get Faith Hope and Jeff Brom could get him there. But like they're just uh like there was yeah. an Eric Crawford tweet where he was like, so how does the final three games affect the way you see the season? Blah blah blah. And it's like it just showed who you are, which is an average team. Like to think and, that, that yeah, if you're U of L, you should still be. You should be here. Yeah. Here's what. Here's the way to look at this. If you're U of L, Mike Rutherford, I'm not sure if you're listening to this. You basically stole a fun season with an average team. You disguised a fun, great season with an average team. Because guess what? That that stadium, it was a hell of a lot more full than it's been the last five years. That was the seven and five Scott Satterfield team that overachieved. Yes. Like from a talent level, like the running backs were better. And, you know, like Garendo, and which, by the way, the USC radio guy calling him Gerundo, and he's from Southern California. Like, buddy, have you ever seen a Hispanic name before in Southern California? Gerundo? Come on, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's such a good point. <laughs> Like, I think he'd be familiar if there's a place in the United States that may be familiar. I get it if you're from Wisconsin and you're mispronouncing it, but uh, he is from there. But there were some players <laughs> that were specifically that, that were a little bit better than what they had in the past. But like they still had some talented playmakers under Satterfield. But that was really what it was. They were a lot of the same, but they overachieved with a good schedule that that really set up for them. Super favorable schedule, and they took advantage of it. And, and then, you know what? Aside from Notre Dame, the last three teams of the year were the best three they played. Right? Notre Dame would be the, the fourth best team they played, and they went one and three. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not and that hard to Again, they, they lost to a really, really bad Pittsburgh team. Like – That's true, yes. Again, like a, a – can a good team slip up? Yeah, a good team probably doesn't slip up in that spot. Like, it wasn't crazy for UVL. And, uh, Roush, I was thinking this before the game started yesterday, that, like, I don't – you know, I think when we'll look back at this UVL team, it'll be exactly how we just summed it up, that it was a pretty average team that took advantage of a favorable schedule and provided a lot of fun moments for, for UVL fans. But I, I, I think – you have to be a little disappointed that you had this like really, really, really fun year 
and then you're rewarded with what you think was going to be the Orange Bowl, but like the craziest scenario possible happens where you're not getting the Orange Bowl. So instead, you get, after a really fun 10-win season, you get the Holiday Bowl, which is a crappy bowl. I mean, it's there are worse bowls, yes, and there are obviously much better bowls, but you think if you're winning 10 games, you're probably getting better than the Holiday Bowl. USC just had an incredibly, like, disappointing embarrassing season and they just went to the holiday bowl yeah so, like, i mean I, I still think of it a little differently because like they've had some fun it's like the alamo bowl like at least it's a name you know but to your point yes they would have expected better my question though tj i well, don't think if kentucky had won 10 games and went to like the music city bowl i'd be like ah eh, that kind of yeah, sucks I, I think of the holiday bowl like the citrus bowl almost like i do, I do not yeah just i think like, it, but yeah but to my my question though for you, we know the result would have been the same unless whoever they played in the bowl game because they just aren't that good. Their their players just their overall talent isn't that good. Would it have been, made any difference if they just lost to somebody in the Orange Bowl versus the Holiday Bowl? Uh yeah, yeah. I think if they just got like clobbered by Georgia in the orange bowl or, you know, Ohio state or whatever the matchup could, I don't mm -hmm. know if it would have changed, but probably um, Georgia, but yeah, yeah, nevertheless. yeah. whoever it would have been, if they just would have gotten like kind of beat soundedly, you know, handedly, I think that would have been better because, but, because like now it's everybody's like, making fun of, everybody's making fun of USC like yeah. all season. <laughs> and then they don't, everybody drops out. Yeah. Like literally even USC's media members were like, we're not a hundred percent sure who's going to be like the backup at this position. They had 53 people on the roster. And then you, you get no kind of like five. you get stomped by a nobody who puts up a holiday bowl record that probably will stand for a really, really long time. Uh, like that's, yeah, it's bad. That's okay. bad. And you had a really fun season and it kind of like goes out with the. Oof. So, but I think the answer of all this question is like, you don't, if you're a Louisville fan, you don't need to feel terrible about it. You just need to realize that you were delusional a month ago and you should have known that you they ain't played nobody paul they got lost in the sauce it happens to teams and again and you know like what you, you can you can thank the kentucky wildcats for that too at the time they're you're going against your competition and in the acc louisville legitimately was probably one of the best two teams one of the best three teams i would think in the acc um i also was thinking last night roush and I, I think Brom called a pretty bad game for what it was worth. They were able to control the ground a lot of times in that game. And then that that turnover, that fumble turnover, really just kind of put its game on its head. Uh, but I don't think Brom necessarily – I don't think he he called the best. The three and out to start the second half was awful, too. They just passed it three times. Like, we just run the ball. They got lucky that USC turned it over at the goal line right away, but they almost handed, forked it over right there. I was on the under. That was dumb. I mean, I was way yeah, off on that. Yeah, yeah, that was. That was I thought the defense would have like a little bit of life. I just thought I did not see freaking Miller Moss Moses Moss having a bajillion touchdowns. They got they got players for a reason. I, I like the Alamo Bowl over too. It's very similar to the Holiday Bowl. It gets a little wonky, and I, I like Arizona as well. Um, the day games aren't great. Uh, one bowl game that I was mad. It was the. I went 3-0 and yesterday, and I was tempted to play Oklahoma State, but A&M playing in Houston, it, it made me feel a little uneasy. And they've had some of those games this year where they just kind of randomly go off for 40 points. So I was worried about that. But 
that was that was my only loser yesterday. Let's let's hope for a lot of points in the Alamo Bowl today. Scooch, you're you you're just being quiet today, and I don't like it. I'm thrown off. I'm I'm so distracted. You know, working at a hotel and then seeing Roush on webcam at a hotel. I'm just I'm I'm just watching what's going on in the background. That's all I can do. Scooch has been watching this little kid eating breakfast for about the last thirty minutes. Well, it's, so. if if Roush wasn't seated in front of the elevator, I think I could pay attention a little more. But with that door constantly open and I'm just a curious fella, I got to see who's coming off that elevator. So yeah, my bad. Rash, I'll just say do the do the show in the elevator. <laughs> Ooh, that service in the yeah, I won't get reception. <laughs> uh, one more grab and go texter here. Local John. Hey John. John here. Good morning, everyone. Hope you all have a great New Year's celebration with only one quad two victory and the rest just being quad three and four victories or losses. The MVC Illinois State Redbirds will be in for a bad experience against our Cats. The Cats will win by 25 big ones. Hey, plus 900 money line for the Pistons. Will you touch it? We'll got to go cat you later. Uh, no, I won't. And secondly, yeah, excited for that basketball game. We'll probably get more into that tomorrow. Um, Pistons play tonight. I think tonight's the night I play them. No, don't. It's the Celtics. Yeah, I know, but Wait, Celtics are due for a letdown. Scoots, just don't waste your money. Well, it just and doesn't. You know it doesn't. See, you're making me want to bet it even more because you're so adamant that I shouldn't. So it's going to be I a mean, shock when it happens. They haven't won a game since a baseball team won a game. Scoots, is that, <laughs> you, why would you just willingly throw away money? Throw your money away betting on the Fenway Bowl today. Like <laughs> there, we got two games of baseball stadiums. We got the Fenway Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl. Just roll with that instead of wasting your time betting on the worst team in basketball. But they're going to win eventually. Yeah, the next game. Scoots. DJ. Are you there? I'm here. Are you there? What do you think what do you think about Russell Wilson getting benched? Um oh, man. I think that is crazy. I normally when we see greed in sports, it's coming from the player side of things. So for the team to bench him just to save that 37 million or whatever if he passes his physical. But then we get found out last night that he's going to be cut, right? Or did he did get cut? Or they're gonna no, cut him? He's he's benched. Well, no, they're they're gonna cut him. I think right, is the to, plan to save that money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, he tweeted out that, that God has him. He's yeah. going to go to Atlanta, and he'll be all right. He'll be all right. That is crazy. They got benched. They were like kind of in the playoff hunt. Are they still are still in the playoff hunt. Yeah, it's wild. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. NFL going cray cray yeah. right now to in twenty twenty three. Jair Alexander, he's suspended by the Packers. I brought that up yesterday. Although I don't know if I mentioned that like he wasn't actually supposed to be a captain. He just went out there. So I didn't know he actually got suspended. I thought he was just like hurt, but like didn't want to come back. So what he's, did... he's always hurt. Uh, but he came back for the Panthers game because it was in his hometown or where he used to live, and everybody knew that he was probably just coming. Like he he is notoriously known to just be somebody that isn't actually hurt, Roush, but he's mm -hmm. hurt. You know. Right. Yeah. But he's so but he's so talented when he's actually healthy that it's like, man, we I guess we'll put up with this dude and just hope that like he wants to go out and play. But with the game being in Charlotte and he having a ton of friends and family, he wanted to play that game. Well, okay, he hadn't played since I think like October, the first week of November. So Green Bay was like, well, we'll work you back in. Dude just goes out there to be a captain without anybody telling him to be a captain. And not only that, he like takes command of the coin toss and nearly – 
cost Green Bay a possession. He like totally embarrasses himself for that. Um, and then like the the reporters after the game interviewed him and they were like, "Yeah, you were on microphone out there. Like we hold, heard the whole interaction. What was so? What was going on?" And even there, he still didn't realize he had done anything wrong. He was like, "Yeah, everybody was laughing because I said that we'll kick, and I don't I don't know why they're laughing. That's what you say. That's what you do." And then, like a reporter had to tell him, and he was like, "Oh, well, yeah, no big deal." And then they were like, "Did anybody tell you to be a captain?" And there he was like, "My my boys knew. They had my back. I was. They, they knew I'm from here. I was going to be out there." Just like how embarrassing, dude. You get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars, and you just like you're either so dumb or naive that you just think that you can just all go out there all willy billy to be a captain just because you feel like today you want to be a captain. You hadn't played a game since late October or early November, and you just thought that you could go out there and be a captain. I hope Green Bay cuts his ass. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL when he's healthy. But one, he's a huge baby. He don't like playing football. He doesn't like physical contact. And two, he's apparently a diva on top of all of it. Ain't worth it. Ain't worth the contract. Ain't worth uh, the trouble. I hope Green Bay moves on from Jair Alexander after this year. Uh, I love when he was healthy. Like he was awesome, and he was really fun to watch. Just very rarely healthy, and supposedly behind the scenes, he's just a knucklehead. So, by all means, wait. Can, can you all clarify the rule for me? Because I don't really understand. If I know you're supposed to say defer, but if you say kick. I, why, why does so, that take so away you, say, you receiving so after the second half? You defer your choice to the second half. If you just say kick, that means you're choosing to That's kick your, in the first half, and the other team gets to make the pick in the second half. Oh, okay. I got you. So you're losing out on a possession. Gotcha. You know, like the exciting things where people will be like, we're getting the ball first, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, when you say kick, that's you're saying you're technically doing the same thing. You're saying, right. like, my choice is to kick right here. So and then guess, guess, to them. guess so, who gets the choice in the second half? So if you, you don't, made your choice, you wanted to kick. So if you don't defer the opening coin toss, then the other team gets the the choice the to choice. defer. Gotcha. If you if you make a choice first, then the other team gets to make a choice second. Gotcha. Okay, I'm with you now. And he didn't know that. No, it's like it's. It, I will say it's worse than not knowing about the tie, though. Not knowing about the ties. Much more because that's the outcome of a game. So Donovan McNabb still the worst, but not as bad as Russell Wilson. I I think it's smart by Denver to realize like our long term is with Sean Payton and figuring this out, not getting a seven seed and losing in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point. So like let's 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 save our asses after we mess up with this bad contract. Let's take our last commercial break, but before we do, Scoots is going to tell you all about Shady Ray's polarized sunglasses. The best started right here in Louisville, Kentucky, didn't it, Scoots? Absolutely, yeah. They got two locations, physical locations, at Mall St. Matthews and the Bluegrass Shops of the Outlet, or the Outlet, whatever. In Simpsonville, big outlet shops. You can go there to find Shady Ray's as well. But, of course, you can also go to their website, ShadyRays.com. Lots of options for you there. You've got golf glasses. You've got ski goggles. You've got your normal sunglassware. You've got blue light for if you're staring at a computer all day. Great company started by Kentuckians for everyone else and for Kentuckians. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code BIGX. You can also do that at the physical locations to get your 40% off your Shady Rays that are amazing. I've got five pairs, I can tell you, from, from experience. One I need final them in the Sunshine State for my shady race. That's right. Bada boom, bada bam. One final segment coming up next. Kentucky roll call on the big X.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roush, have you been kidnapped? Uh, taken, in, taken hostage. Yeah. Are you in some sort of interrogation room? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to post the uh, the sights and sounds of KRC on the Instagram page today. Some of the screen grabs of the nonsense. <laughs> oh, you've got to chaos that you've got to get this one. Then it really does look like he's in an interrogation room. You got the light over his head. Everything else is dark. I, mean, I got it. this and Corey Price too, like and Justin getting up, taking him for a horsey ride. Like, <laughs> <sighs> oh man, is Stephen Peak awake yet? Yeah, he he is awake now. Um, oh. yeah. Can we just talk conspiracy theories with Stephen Peak the last fifteen minutes of the show? We can if you want to. Yeah, we'll maybe save that for for tomorrow. We've got some text we probably need to get to. We need to tell you about Salsaritas. Remember, double points after 6 p.m. for the next five, four days or so. Hey, and if you're doing something or nothing for New Year's Eve, Salsaritas, keep them in mind. You're having a a party, a get-together, a game night at your place, wildly addictive chips for the entire night, I promise you, will be a huge hit. Go to Salsaritas, get their three amigos, tell them TJ Walker sent you. You won't save any money doing that. But if you download the app, you may be saving money. They'll scan it. Uh, they may take points off if or, or put points on, depending on where you're at. And the three amigos is great. You get a ton of chips. You get three huge tubs of queso, guacamole, and salsa of your choosing. Or if you want three things of queso, they can do three things of queso. If you want three things of guacamole, do that. Salsa, you can mix and match as much as you want. But this bag of chips they give you, folks, uh, I don't know what they say, how many people it feeds, but we had our Christmas party that we hosted was just eight people. And I don't even know if like half the bag was gone. Um, It's a ton of chips. Scoots, I did the little get the seasoning on the side thing. Huge hit. People were just sprinkling their own seasoning on their own, like nacho plates. Veteran and move. It was a veteran oh, yeah. move. I felt like a real pro. You can be a pro. Salsarita is one of their two locations. Middletown, it has a drive through. St. Matthew's, Hubbard's location, covered patio. Probably be a little too cold today, but we've had some nice weather. Scoots actually had the audacity to text me to golf yesterday, which I do love the invite, Scoots, but you knew darn well there's gonna be no chance i was gonna be able to go i yesterday. thought i thought maybe there would be a chance it turns out i didn't end up going I, I started thinking about it i really wanted to go but i got home and i was like you know we got like over an inch of rain on christmas so the course is still gonna be pretty wet so i opted not to play my, my question for you uh, tj how how is the software um we need, we need an update. I need to know about your praising software throughout this debacle. I'll be sure to update you all once it's back up and operating, which we still don't know if that could be today, tomorrow, a week, a month. 
a year because uh, they, they haven't given an update because they can't because everything's still hacked and crashed. But like, so this, what, this isn't the- just like a praising. Um, it's a it's a it's a big company's name. But like people aren't able to even close on their houses. People aren't able to even get approved for loans. Oh, wow. It's more than just the appraising process of this. That We're like the smallest of potatoes in this whole operation. But there's like big bank corporations that can't get deals done because of this hacking system. So, and we're so just that- a ripple effect of that. That, that should make you confident, though, that you don't have to learn the new system, that they'll just fix this one. But, like, I've got orders that have to get done. So I have to learn this new system because I have to get these orders turned in or I don't make any money. And then we have to, uh, you so know. So what, when, when's your deadline for learning the new system? Well, so, like, I learned it yesterday. That's okay. the, the update is the new system, somewhat similar to the old system, it just like where some aspects of a report may take me 30 to 45 minutes. Now it's going to take me an hour to an hour and 30. Like oh, I'm just, because you're not I'm just slow. The, yeah. yeah just, God, that sucks. It, I was, I will say all things considered, like it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's mm-hmm. at least very familiar to me. It just is going to take longer. And it's I know like as soon as I get the hang of it, a new WordPress, right? Yes. Like where it's, it just, it, it's going to take a little bit longer, but like it'll still get done. Yeah, it was like probably like when On3 took over and started changing some of the stuff in your old right. database and stuff. It's like, like, you'll, like, you'll get it. It's just going to take mm-hmm. some time. Mm-hmm. But okay, anyways, well, thanks good. for asking. That's nice yeah. of you to somebody. I don't often get asked about my updates of life, so <laughs> I'm a little flattered. I'm taking it back. Well, we're flattered whenever you text into the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. Love hearing from you all on the show. Love seeing you all out and about. So if you are down at the Pep Rally tonight, Jacksonville, C Pavilion, uh, Jack's Beach Seat Pavilion. Come say hey. Come say hey at the game tomorrow. I believe the catwalk will be trying to do the math here, like nine thirty. So I might actually have to, to leave the the show a little early tomorrow to make sure I'm there for that. Um, but yeah, uh, hope 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 to see some some roll callers like Corey Price uh, down here in Jack's Jacksonville for the big game. Um, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be quite the sprint the next twenty four hours. So looking forward to it. Back in the day, I don't I don't know if he still does it or not, but like um, Papa John's, John Schneider, he had like a little fanny pack or, uh, you know, just like a little sack of coins. Oh, when, yes. And when like <laughs> when you saw when you saw him and you're like, hey, it's Papa John, he'd like flick one of the coins at you and like yeah. give you like a wink and some finger guns and like, hey, this how is are like you? charms. You know, yeah, it's like he caught the leprechaun. He'd give you the wink, do a little finger bang, and then you'd be on your way. That'd be like his way of like acknowledging you. If you yell roll call at Roush in Jacksonville this week, he will give you a dollar out of his wallet. <laughs> so it's not a little Papa John token, which would be better, but it is at least uh, U.S. currency. So you- go ahead. And, and there's no limit. Like if you just go up to his ear and you're just like roll call, roll call, roll call, that's $3. So just go feel free to just uh, have fun with that. Right, Scooch? If, yeah, if, if we planned it better, the right move would have been to give them some of them T-shirts that you've got in your car for months now to, to pass yeah. out. Yeah, I don't have like a, I'm not going to walk around with a shirt satchel. Why not? Yeah, damn right. Yeah, if we would have told you to do it, damn right you would have. <laughs> Is that Santa Claus? No, just Roush with his shirt satchel. <laughs> Roush carrying around 100 t-shirts that nobody's paid for. But... <laughs> that would have been a good idea, Scooch, but uh, well, oh well, next time. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm, eating, I'm eating a Pop-Tart. Um, yeah, Pop-Tart's bowl today, by the way. NC State, Kansas State. Go Wildcats, minus two.
Remember, the Pop-Tarts trophy will heat up. And it's not just two Pop-Tarts. They can heat up 36 Pop-Tarts at one time. It's incredible. It's actually one of the most innovative trophies, innovative pieces of technology ever invented. Roush is absolutely right about red pepper, chili, and jelly, and cream cheese with crackers, always a staple at the BZ Christmas compound. My resolution for 2024 is texting in more to the state's top sports radio show, KRC. Have a good one, fellas. Let's go, BZ. That's love huge it. coming love from to hear it. Love to hear it that we're a big uh, – we're, we're going to be a staple in the BZ household along with red pepper jelly uh, and cream <laughs> cheese with crackers. Uh, Texter says, hope Brian Robinson works out, but, man, I don't think there's ever been a player get hit with the mute so fast. The hotel push-up video was the last straw. So I'm – I mean this in the nicest of ways, but I'm a little like people welcome that as a recruit. I'm just, I'm just hope he doesn't like get into not trouble with it, but you know, like I just, I just don't know where that that's all going once he's an active player. Right. Cause like how you mean just how will people handle it? How will he handle it? If he's not playing well, like what's, is this going to be an always thing? Which I assume it's going to be an always thing. I saw a workout video this morning, Tim. Like I think that's just what he does. Then I think it's going to be fine. But there is like I know that one day we're going to have a, a topic on this show of about like a Brian Robinson tweet, and I just I don't know Brian what that's Robinson going to be. Went live on Instagram and said this. But you know what? He doesn't do that. He just does this. So you know what? It's I guess it's better than the alternative, like Lynn Bowden complaining about playing time. So you know, could be worse. I've never followed him, so I don't really get the reference, but I do understand at least like oh, people buddy. that are you, you over the top you, on social media. You got oh, buddy, you're missing out on the I, I got those tweet notifications, those alerts on. So I know what let's see what he had for breakfast this morning. It's usually an awesome spread. So um like French toast, um with like gravy. I mean he 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 loads up. It's a it's an impressive spread every day. Got a fuel. <laughs> Um, the, the, oh, the, the, we haven't got the breakfast suite, but 11 hours ago, only a fool believes they can hit halt on this program. Stand in its path and you'll be plowed down. Try to sidestep, you're dragged along. The audacity think anyone can derail this? Laughable, truly. And some working out before practice. Awesome. Yeah, love it. Maybe <laughs> worth a follow. Fueling my body is my job now. I'm only taking premium gas. And premium gas it shall be. And that that's a great tweet. It's like an omelet. Looks like a four egg omelet, hash browns, three pieces of bacon, three pancakes, and blueberries and strawberries. That looks awesome. That's premium gas. Um, as Drew said, I'm pouring sugar in my tank. Uh, <laughs> I'm having. I'm literally eating a pop tart right now. Uh, microtransactions are high in games and live service games like Fortnite and Call of Duty. Single player games are the way to go. Yeah, and he said EA is making instantly football. All their games like FIFA and Madden are riddled with microtransactions, but I think it's only for their ultimate team joke. Well, that's good. Um, I, yeah, I hate that. I, I hate that stuff. That stuff gets so annoying. Yeah, just nickel and diamond you to death. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's smart like, business hey, strategy, but... You want to be better? Well, you need to pay a little bit more. And then it's like, I'm better than these goobers, but like I'm not going to pay this money for the cool gun that... Kill yeah. people in one shot. Well, and right. it's yeah, you've that's... you've already paid seventy dollars for the game. Like it's a crime mm -hmm. to make us pay any more than that. It's like the Tony box. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, EA or do we read that? Yeah, hope Brom is at U of L for a long time. 
His end-of-game awfulness is beautiful to see. Terrible clock management. You love to see it. He's very overrated. I will say this is probably going to be his least talented team, though. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, um, when you've got people who don't know how to line up and you've got to burn two timeouts, like that's just that's just not good. Um, but even then, you still needed Jack Palmer to just make some basic throws. Like the fourth down play – like you can't, you can't. That's not play calling. Yeah, guy can't get any more wide open, and he just threw it behind the guy, threw threw him to the ground. What was up with that fair catch, in your opinion? Just like didn't think he called I, it, or I, I think the refs were just like, let's just get out of here. We don't want to call a flag. Like the game's over. Gotcha. Just, <laughs> let's just go home. Hmm. A, another texter says, "Louisville, such a scam. Those these DBs couldn't start for Seneca." LOL. <laughs> Gosh, that's cruel. Oh, man. They got torched. Storm Duck was more of a lame duck. hey <laughs> I wonder what there. excuses Trevor will have. It's a great question. Did it's they a miss great, a potential delay of game in the first quarter, and that's why UofL lost? Oh, my gosh. There was a <laughs> – oh, man. The, the... – on the last touchdown that cut it to one score, they got a questionable holding call on USC to get them to keep the chains alive, and then Louisville scored on the next play. Um, like Plummer made a terrible throw. They would have had to go for it on fourth and seven. Uh, but they got a holding call, kept the drive alive, scored the next play, make a one-possession game. Well, they go to commercial break. They come back. I'm listening to this with Dimling and Rogers, and Jody Dimling says, yeah, I got a text from a friend who says, you know, maybe that's the makeup call for the kick return against UK. And I'm just like, you freaking losers. You all are the losingest losers that have ever lost. Losers. Man. Uh, no way Loserville can believe that Tyler Shuck, the seventh year, will be worth a damn when a mid-six years crapping down his leg in, a, in every big game. That That's... That's something you should. I will learn. say though, like Shuck has won big games before. Plummer really had never even played in them. Yeah, because of Cal, they were like a five-win team. Um, they weren't very good. But I, I'm like that. That is my. That should be your biggest concern if you're a Louisville fan. Is that like? And also, how come Jeff can't get a good high school quarterback? Never in his career, his coaching career, has he had one. Just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Shuck works out. When he's healthy, there's plenty to like there, but he's a guy that gets hurt every single time. Yeah. And he gets hurt because he he uses his body in that way. Like it's part of his the it's part of the good mm -hmm. is that he puts his body on the line and just gets drilled and gets hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would be a little worried worried if I'm gonna play this game again next year with another Kind of average quarterback, to be fair. It looks like they're going to. Yeah. I was actually thinking the other day, the better quarterback in that game has, I think, won the, the Governor's Cup every year since Lamar fumbled. Yeah. That's a good point. A texter, a texter says, Miller Moss is him, though. Maybe Skang did have an eye for good QB recruits. Yeah, Skangarello, he was mentioned with him back in the in the deck. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, no. Louisville football is calling fake fair caches. It's like their team uh, – it's like that time Scoots acted like he was going to buy Christmas presents for his family, but didn't. <laughs> I never acted like that. 7.51 a.m. on a Thursday morning, Miller Moss just threw yet another touchdown. <laughs> oh, I had the in-game under at 73.5. USC scored to go 
to get to 70 with 10 minutes left. Somehow no one scored again. Prayers answered. Sounds like the Shady Race Company you speak of has a lot of potential. It's more than just a nice little gift. <laughs> you said you wanted a conspiracy theory. Heard one of the alien bodies the Mexican government showed off was actually Stephen Peake. <laughs> Did, didn't somebody tweet about aliens yesterday? Uh, yeah. Um, was it, it was uh, Joe Burrow said, "Show me yeah. the aliens." Is there more alien? Are aliens still in the news? It's Joe Burrow probably like binge watching stuff during the holidays. Twenty twenty three, the year of the alien. I'm going to argue for the microtransactions because of them. It means you constantly get new content, and the game developers have more incentive to continue making the game better after it releases. Yeah, but like I don't know. I, I I'm buying the game because I like the game. I don't know if I necessarily need it to be better. I just don't like people having advantages because they're paying a little bit more money in a game that's supposed to ideally, hopefully, be an even playing field. Okay, we're out of time. Uh, more bowl games today. Roush, tweet out your picks. Tweet out your winners. Uh, I don't have as many today, but I think the Alamo was the only one I had because they're kind of duddy, but yeah. Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks to Corey Price again for trivia and and hour number one, segment number one. This is KRC on the Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Friday. Pregame show with Captain Clemson. Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville.